They're dead. about living in Santa Carla, I never could summon all the damn vampires. Fire, you're not a robocop! Can you fly, Bobby? Clarence, no! Hit it! Hello, and welcome to A Slice of Cinema with the Blade. I'm your host, Jesse Gilmet, a.k.a. The Blade. You may know me from AEW, All Elite Wrestling on TBS and TNT. Maybe as 20-year grizzled, grizzled veteran brother, Pepper, Pepper Parks from the Independent Wrestling Circuit. Maybe as Luther from the Puppet Master spinoff, Dr. Death. Or maybe from the episode of ABC's 2020 from 1999 on my venture to starting pro wrestling school. Either way, on today's episode, I'm talking about 1999's Mark for Death with Steven Seagal. But first, some uh, pre-show banter. Okay, so I don't have much, like, big to announce, but uh, I do, I mean, I do want to say I'm going to do another watch-along at the screening room in Buffalo, New York, uh, very soon. Uh, soon. I, I really, like, I really want to do one. Uh, unfortunately, we were looking at trying to do a, a 3D movie. But technology-wise, it's not going to work, and technology is not my thing, so it's just, uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, other other possibilities uh, we're thinking of are maybe Commando, Big Trouble in Little China, and Army of Darkness. If any of those sound exciting to you and uh, you would be into that, leave a comment. Uh, do me a favor and leave a comment on my Instagram post for this episode, and that'll be uh, that'll get the ball rolling, and that would be a beautiful thing. I uh, I also really want to rent an Acai Bowl truck because it'll be summertime, and we could all hang out, and it'll just it'll it'll be amazing. <laughs> um, I so I got a new I got a Child's Play two T-shirt. Child's Play 2 t-shirt that came with the sleeves cut off, uh, black shirt. I got it at Route 21 in the Galleria Mall. And uh, so I was wearing it uh, as I was grocery shopping, and I got a big shout-out from a brother who was working at Wegmans. I don't remember the department. It might have been, like, the bakery or something. But, okay, so now that is the second Wegmans shout-out on this podcast um, in recent weeks and I don't get recognized so I don't get recognized much but when I do the most I do is at Target and Wegmans in Buffalo New York my hometown where I still live uh so brother so brother Wegman he <laughs> Wegman <laughs> brother brother Wegmans uh shouts out my shirt and uh I figured I figured that he was shouting out that it was like a Chucky shirt you know, but then he goes, uh, I'm walking by it and he was like really excited. <laughs> he goes and he goes, yo, that ending was sick. And he's referring to like the crazy, insane finish of Child's Play 2 where Chucky is like torturously killed like over and over again. It's awesome. And I did an episode on this podcast and it totally kicks ass. Um, I just thought that was like so cool that he was actually referring. He wasn't just referring to it as a Chucky shirt. He was referring to like actually Child's Play 2. Keep it coming, Wegmans. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it coming. Okay, 1990s mark for death. Uh, I was I was born in 1980, so I'm an 80s baby and a 90s kid. As a kid, I honestly didn't like Steven Seagal movies that much. Um, I was way more of an Arnold and Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of brother. 
but uh, I always really like I always really liked Mark for Death. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure like what made it different or felt different about it than other like Steven Seagal movies, but I just I just thought this one was like way better and way different than the other ones. Um, I know I thought the Jamaican bad guys were like really badass, and there was a lot of bone breaking in this one. <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm gonna go watch the uh, the first half hour, and uh, we'll report back. So I ended up watching the first 45 minutes of the movie, not not just 30. Um, the opening scene is fucking incredible. Uh, the, the 90s music that plays during the opening credits is fucking rips. Uh, the movie opens with Steven Seagal chasing a young, badass-looking Danny Trejo from uh, Machete fame. When, <laughs> when Seagal is chasing Danny Trejo, like in this opening scene, uh, I remember as a kid thinking like, I don't know, kind of like I was saying about this movie. I, I, like there was there was something about the way that Seagal runs. Like I I, th- I thought it looked really cool. Like he was just I don't know. He just like obviously ran different like differently, and I, uh, it's it's kind of like his arms do this like circly thing all the time. Kind of like like it looks like he's like rounding a corner at all times. Like I, I, I thought like I don't know. I thought it looked really cool, and then. Um, like it stood out to me, and then years later, e true e true Hollywood story did an episode on Steven Seagal, and they specifically made fun of him and said he couldn't run and that he runs like a girl. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, at ten years old, I thought he looked pretty cool. So Seagal cut someone's arm off in the first six minutes of the movie. Then there's boobs a minute later that involved a topless woman killing Seagal's partner. Uh, more boobs about twenty one minutes in that involves a voodoo ritual and chicken blood. Uh, Daniel Harris of Halloween fame is in the movie, along with veteran actor brother Keith David from They Live Fame and uh, I Didn't Pull It Out For Air from uh, Requiem For A Dream. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really give that justice, but uh, then there's Boobs Again, 40 minutes in. I'm um, starting to realize why I like this movie so much at 10 years old. Uh, that's involving a three-way S&M prostitute situation. Uh, that also then followed up by a crazy stunt that definitely involved a real human being jumping out of a very high window. And Seagal drops the line to his partner of, uh, he goes, one thought he was invincible and one thought he could fly. Then he dramatically turns his head to his partner and he goes, they were both wrong. <laughs> I did that a little better justice, I think. All right, I'm going to go finish the movie and uh, come back. 
All right, so I just finished the movie, and 51 minutes in, we got a car chase that leads to a an absolutely legendary department store beatdown delivered by Steven Seagal. Um, at least look it up on YouTube. It's a beatdown that involves multiple wrist locks. Um, so side, sidebar here, there's going to be a lot of pro wrestling references in the conclusion <laughs> because there's just a lot of pro reference. A lot of pro wrestling references in the movie. Um, okay, a department store beatdown that involves multiple wrist locks, uh, multiple dudes getting tossed through glass, one of the nastiest deliberate arm breaks in Hollywood history. Uh, then the finish of the movie. Uh, fast forward, you got Seagull. Seagull gives Seagull gives three dudes a tri- like a triple noggin knocker. Um, like in so like in pro wrestling a double noggin like in pro wrestling one guy will bonk two guys heads together and it's called a double noggin knocker but here Seagull like gets three guys to all run into each other at the same time like I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it but like <laughs> so in in like the bad and the bad guy is Screwface uh and Screwface is watching this whole thing and he's just like get up you <laughs> like you might as well been like get up you buffoons like he's just watching his henchmen like watching Seagull beat up three guys at the same time here is just it's, it's fucking sweet um and then uh, into more wrist locks, uh, you got a double throat throat goiter, uh, <laughs> double throat goiter, <laughs> double throat goiter. I can't say throat goiter, a double throat goiter in there, and uh, and then an even worse arm break than the earlier one in the department store. So I completely forgot it was coming. I forgot that there was two. Um, and as soon as the second one happened, and the second one is worse than the first one, it totally I I forgot about him then i instantly remembered it's just it's just nasty it's like this over the shoulder gimmick and seagull breaks his arm it's just it's disgusting uh then later the pro wrestling continues and seagull throws fuji dust um a la mr fuji from wwf r.i.p good brother um throws fuji dust into skull face <laughs> skull face screw face's eyes um skull then so screw face has a sword and Seagull somehow gets Screwface to flip the sword upside down into his own nuts. So Screwface is then bent over, and Seagull takes the sword from him and cuts his head off. JG, can you bring me back after I said uh, cu- he cuts his head off? Thanks, buddy. <clears throat> then there's an awesome scene where Seagull and his partners present Screwface's head to, uh, to Screwface's crew. But... So basically, like, the guy that's holding Screwface's head, a sword pops through his chest, and another Screwface pops up from behind him. So Screwface has, like, a like a voodoo gimmick to him, but uh, that's, like, your first thought. But it just turns out that uh, Screwface, there's two of them, they're twins, and they're just pulling, like, the doink, crushed double vision angle from WrestleMania 9 that happens in 1993, three years later. <laughs> uh, the, movie, the movie ends with a sword fight between Seagull and Screwface 2, and... Okay, so then it happens. Um, I saw it. So they had the fight, and fucking Screwface actually beats up Seagull for a bit, and they they fight for a while. That's why I like this one better than his other his other movies at this time. Um, usually, he just completely kicks the shit out of the main event heel, and it's like a short fight. But um, they actually like 
Sigal actually take some heat and they actually have like a like a cool fight. Um, they end up like sword fighting on this like Aztec looking nightclub dance floor, but it's like there's no one there. The club's closed, but tables are are all up. Like the I'm sorry, the chairs are all up on the tables, but they're fighting on the dance floor and like the flashing lights are going and shit and like it it looks so fucking cool. Um, Sigal ends up slicing Screwface down the t- with a sword from the top of his head all the way down the front of his face then he does the gimmick where he grabs uh, like both of his hands he grabs Screwface's head and he slams both of his thumbs through uh through his eye sockets which you know movies have gotten really gross and you've seen that a bunch now like in 1990 this that was the first time I ever saw that and it was so fucking disgusting um then <laughs> then Seagal uh picks up Screwface and gives him a Bret, Bret Hart style like side slam backbreaker and actually bends Screwface in half kind of like Batman or like Bane does to Batman then uh then Seagal takes Screwface and throws him down an elevator shaft and Screwface gets impaled <laughs> That's like the it's like the worst like bad guy beating like death of all time. Um, but uh, uh, then Seagull uh, ends it with the sweet line of uh, "I hope they weren't triplets" and walks off. It's pretty 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 hard. Uh, all right, let's take it home. enjoyed this episode of March for Death. As always, if you haven't seen the movie, I hope this encourages you to check it out. And if you have seen the movie, I hope this encourages you to rewatch it many times like I have, especially as a kid. Uh, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Your comments and ratings will help us grow as a podcast. You can always reach out to me at a slice of cinema podcast at gmail.com, or you can feel free to leave a comment on my Instagram post for this episode. My Instagram is at the Blade of Buffalo. My Twitter is at Blade of Buffalo. And all right, I'll see you in two weeks with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme Double Impact. Take it easy. Jean Claude Van Damme. He always makes an impact. Now.
Get ready for double impact. There's two of them. Think about it. Van Damme times two. He looks exactly like you. Me? Twin brothers reunited on a mission. Watch my back. To avenge their parents' death. One packs a punch. One packs a piece. Look good to me. Together, they deliver double impact. Excuse me. From Hollywood to the Far East. On land. On sea. And in the air. There. Damn quick. Express service. Damn cool. Damn hot. So now what do we do? That's what I love about you. Van Damme. <laughs> Times two. <laughs> Double the fun. I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. I'm with you on that one. And double. <laughs> the Van Damage. Double impact.